Welcome back, everyone, to another episode of the Post Post Podcast. With me, as always, is my co-host, Chris Ronan. How are we doing tonight, buddy? Good, buddy. Good, buddy. What's going on next week? Anything good? Any uh, plans? No plans at all next week. Nice. Why? Why'd you ask that? I am on vacation next week, and you I can't son wait. son of a bitch. Yeah. How's it's going to be nice. How's it feel? How's it's it feel not work? Uh, yeah. Feels good. <laughs> feels good. I am uh, on my way down the Cape. That's why I got my Cape Cod hoodie on. Look Shout out, Cuffies. Uh, yeah. <laughs> We're just going down to a little Cape house. We got the week. I mean... It's going to be kind of quiet. We thought it was going to be all of my in-laws and, like, their family, but I guess half of them aren't coming until, like, the end of the week. So really? got the place to ourselves for a little bit. Huh. Yeah, it'll be good. I feel be like, nice. <clears throat> especially people who have been down the Cape, or especially New Englanders, they know Cuffies. Oh, yeah. Like, yeah. Even you know, tourists. That's oh, like yeah. people go there. It's nuts. You know where you're going when you're going around the Cape. Yeah. I'm going to get some coffee. Yeah. Some coffee gear, you know? <clears throat> but I have a, um, I have a vacation coming up finally. It's been almost a full year. Uh, November seventh, the week. Are, are you 7th. able to to roll your vacation time or no? <clears throat> what do you mean roll? Like if you have three years per uh, three weeks per year, can you like not use some of it and roll it to next year? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so that's is what, that what you've been doing? That's what I've been doing. Yeah, nice. So <clears throat> I do two weeks back to back because I just need a I need a break, mm-hmm. and then uh, I have a third week that I just don't use. And uh, what I'm able to do is pretty much tell. Uh, uh, the people who do the checks be like, hey, just pay me Pay for me out week. on it. That's yeah. even better, dude. If I could take cash for vacation time, I totally would. Too. So it's nice. So I like to take my vacations around this time because I usually travel, and it's a lot mm. better to travel around November. But I don't know, money-wise and everything, it's not looking good. But I'll take the two weeks off regardless. And it's nice to have a nice big extra big check with you mm-hmm. uh, in, like, January yeah. when you don't use it. So the uh, This time of year down the Cape's awesome, too, because, like, right after Columbus Day, like, no one goes there. It ends up being kind of a ghost town, as bad as it sounds. Like, yeah. it's really just the people that live there, and yeah. I kind of like that. Like, some of these places close down for the winter, but the places that are are open are very like a homey a homey vibe and like just quiet. Like, quiet. It, it, I don't want to call them dive bars, but like they well, get that is. dive bar vibe to them, mm-hmm. you know, because of how kind of empty they are in the yeah. winter. But that's just what I like. So, mm. oh, they I get mean, all they get all their money from tourists and everything throughout yeah. the summertime. Cash in. Yeah, it's weird to me. I remember the first time uh, I realized people live down there year-round. I'm like, what do you guys do? <laughs> yeah, it is tough. Uh, yeah, there's not much to do it's in the winter. It's weird. whole place kind of shuts down. But speaking of getting some nice gear from Cuffies, I do want to let you listeners know that you should check out posttopostpod.com, our new website, and get some nice gear for yourself. Nothing on it says Cape Cod, but everything on it says <laughs> Post to Post Podcast. So check it out. We have a great website for you guys to take a look at. And uh that's all I really got there. I mean, if you do want it to say Cape Cape Cod, we might be able oh, to do something want. for you. Whatever I saw you want. that for you. Mm-hmm. The <laughs> Buffalo Sabres jersey with Cape Cod on it. We'll, yeah. we'll, we'll, we'll figure yeah. it out. Yeah, reach out if you guys like want to change the color scheme, anything you want. Like You can take this logo and throw your team's colors on it. You could make you know, a Chicago Blackhawks color one. You know, Whatever you want. Whatever you Don't want. matter. Whatever you want. Pick a team. We'll make it that color. <clears throat> Just reach out to us. Let us know. There is a contact us page on the website, so head on over. Check it out. I like it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Do whatever you want. It's nice to say that. It's been a while. Yeah, it is kind of cool too. Like, I feel like a lot of these sites, it's like, here's our merch. That's what you get. Like, listen, if you see if you see something you want, you don't see it on there. You want a new water bottle with our logo on it. You want like a, a polo T-shirt, which I kind of want. Like, mm-hmm. we'll, we'll get it done for you. We'll make it happen. So. I'm just thinking magnets too. Magnets are a good do call. Some magnets on yeah. there. Throw it on the back of like a car, like yeah. a little car magnet. Yeah, mm-hmm. we could be like Supreme and just make a brick that says Post to Post Podcast. Have you seen that? You know the clothing brand Supreme? Yeah. So they, they initially, I don't think they were a clothing company, but they started out making like absurd items with just the word Supreme on them. I think there's like a fire extinguisher and they would make what? like limited one. Like we're not making any more of these and it would sell for like thousands of dollars. That is like the brick, so I think, dumb. don't quote me, but probably sold for like five digits. 
just because people are like, oh, it's Supreme. I have the Supreme brick. There's only one brick. You sit there and think, <laughs> now that we're, like, we're selling stuff and, like, doing the podcast, <clears throat> I, I think before me it would be like, that's so dumb. But, like, if you can get the money and some Imagine. idiot's going to buy it, you know? Limited one-of-one post-to-post podcast. <laughs> like, I don't know, you name it. Glove. One glove. You don't get a pair. It's one, one glove. glove. Mm-hmm. Just just a glove. It's like uh, <laughs> like bar from like bar RX-7 from like 2011 that's destroyed yeah. for like $5,000. In Eastern Synergy autographed by both of us. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> With a limited, uh, very limited time uh, post post sticker on it. How, how's your autograph, Matt? Is your autograph good? It's good. Um, I doubt it. That's all I kind of worked on in high school. You know? That's hilarious. Yeah. That's funny. Yeah, uh, like uh, slap was, it on the resume. Fucking terrible high school student. So like they'd be sitting there, and this is before like smartphones and everything. So you'd be like, "What do you do?" Doodling like, and stuff. Well, yeah. I'm gonna I'm gonna do my initials. My handwriting is atrocious. So. My oh god. Oh good. god. I'm terrible. I think yeah. you've seen my you've seen my handwriting for like notes in the beginning of everything. They used to handwrite our notes, and uh, you'd be like, "What the hell is that?" And because you do something for so long, especially your handwriting, you can read it, mm-hmm. but you don't think. To show it to someone else, like like a doctor's. It, hand, it's like, kind of like impressive when I see a guy that has really nice handwriting. Yeah, like I'm like that's that's kind of insane. My uncle does. My uncle has incredible handwriting. I'm like, for such a sloppy dude, you, you, for some reason you you have in, incredible handwriting. We are down a rabbit hole right now. Yeah, we gotta stop. <laughs> we gotta stop. We're we're six minutes. We in. don't realize until we're like deep. <clears throat> but. With that said, we have a full week of actual hockey, which has been a fan fucking tastic, by the way. Season started. Fantasy's up and running. I got my team set. I'm feeling pretty good. I got a considerable lead on the guy I'm up against, but I was pretty disappointed to have to play the champion from last season the first week. But I'm doing all right, holding my own. Uh, Mika Zibanejad, want to start off with him. He's really made me look good. Uh <laughs> Scored the first goal of the NHL season, an absolute beauty. Short-handed, walks in, fakes forehand, cuts to the backhand, bar down on the inside. Nasty goal. Right on Vasilevsky. Follows it up with an awesome one-timer on the power play. Ends up getting two goals in the game. Uh, It was Rangers-Lightning season opener, basically. Mm -hmm. Uh, And I was hoping that he locked up the hat trick with the empty net goal, but didn't end up happening. Couldn't get it. Great points. I love drafting that guy. That guy's awesome. That's that's where I'm at. Rangers looked really good against Tampa Bay. Like... So, and like the be- this beginning week, you're gonna see a lot of teams play each other, and I don't know. It, it's hard to sit there and be like, "Oh God, this is what this is what they're gonna look like." But in reality, it's teams with new players, maybe just like different players that uh, they're still trying to figure shit out. So this is like shaking off the cobwebs, figuring shit out. So take this next, take this first week, and by the week after this, uh, after this podcast drops, for teams to really settle in here, and then we'll start to see the real teams start to appear. Yeah, this will drop for you guys on Monday too. I did want to chime in and let you guys know that the first of my three Ottawa games that I'm scheduled to watch is uh, on here. Toronto versus Ottawa on October 15th at 7 p.m. So I'll be watching that one. I'll have a little uh, analysis for you guys next week. Uh, and then the following one after that will be versus Minnesota on the 27th. So I'll let you guys know what I think about the team, if they're boring still or if I was dead wrong about them. I'm hoping that I'm dead wrong about them, and I'll enjoy myself watching these games. Um, but, yeah, that's. Uh, I just want to chime in with that real quick. <laughs> I did. Well, I did. <clears throat> I did try to show you some highlights of uh, that Ottawa Senators Buffalo Sabers game. How the, you picked the two worst teams in the league? Like I don't it's know. Snooze fest. It's I, down I there. It. I enjoyed. 
again, like I'm an under I'm an underdog type of guy. Like I love watching those teams come up. Yeah. So those are like the games that like I like watching. The Craig Anderson storyline is getting better and better. Uh, one game this week, I believe it was the second or third game of their season, uh, if they've played three by now. But uh, he stops 35 of 36, and people are tweeting about like, oh, he needs to retire, he needs to hang him up, and then they're like, wow, this is crazy, like resurgence, blah blah. blah. Mm-hmm. His wife tweets out that he Tom Brady'd her. Um, I don't know if you got if you've heard the news that Brady is in a lot of stuff with uh, mm-hmm. Giselle filing for divorce and mm-hmm. he's never home like that kind of thing. So it's pretty funny to see her chime in and say something like that, you know? <laughs> yeah, dude. I uh, I don't know. I, I feel like I was wrong. We did the breakdown for the Buffalo Sabers and uh, you know, I, I guess I was kind of in the right to be on the fence with him. Forty one years old, dude, the oldest guy in the NHL currently, and he's a goalie. I was just like, ah, I'm on the fence of what Buffalo Sabers is doing. <clears throat> but that Buffalo Sabres versus Ottawa Senators game, man, it was Antoine Forsberg, Forsberg versus uh, Craig Anderson, and both of them were playing fantastic. Um, I did notice a few things when watching the game, though. Like, I was right when I said this dude just never goes down at all. Like, there was a few, there was a few plays like tight, and he just like refused to like go down, just kind of stood up. Very old school type of goal. I don't see that as old school though. I see that as new school almost, where. Even the new guys are starting to conserve energy more, and you can be faster on your feet if you're not down on the ice. Because mm-hmm. if you're up, your your blade is already set to push to the left. If mm-hmm. you're down in a butterfly, you have to put your right leg up, set it, and then push over to the left. Like yeah. it's conserving energy, and it's just not wasting time doing, you know, unnecessary movements at the end of the day. Yeah, that's the way I look at it. Like Paul is is big about that. Paul Varley, our guest, we had on. Uh, check out that episode if you guys haven't. Went to that uh, GGSU camp, and that was a big component of it was there's no need to make unnecessary motions and, and do extra work for no reason. Mm-hmm. The only reason why I brought that up, too, especially because, uh, I don't know, like the more you watch like the NHL games, like there's just like a uh, there's a routine for everything, like the RVH and just the way the movements are. And Craig Anderson kind of goes against it, and that's why I kind of – kind of freak out a bit like oh my god like what's gonna happen here you know like uh when tim thomas was with the bruins like his style was just what the hell was that style you yeah know? it's a it, tough comparison that guy was just unorthodox out of position yeah ridiculous all the time yep but that's what i'm saying just like oh just oh god this could end bad you know and he just that doesn't happen like he stops the puck he gets it out you know it looks good so i don't know i have a different viewpoint now with uh craig anderson we'll see we'll hope Hopefully he can get shit done with the Buffalo Sabres this season. Yeah, I don't know about all that, but uh, he'll he'll be there. He'll be playing. He'll he'll be in there. I do like that he's there. Yeah. Now, I mean, I've been very anti-Anderson. I don't think it's the right move when you have all these young guys. Uh, he's a great veteran presence. Don't get me wrong; it's a great thing to have. But at the end of the day, if you're building a new core and you're you know starting a rebuild in a sense, I think you want a young goalie to back up the other young players, and they can all learn and grow together. Like. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they're going to – I mean, what what are the forwards and defensemen really going to learn from a 41-year-old Craig Anderson in that? No offense, right? Mm-hmm. And at the end of the day, when the contract's up and let's say he doesn't come back next year, or he does and then he leaves the year after, like, where does that put you, you know? Yeah. I, I think Uko Pekalukanen is going to get a lot more looks uh, this, this season, and I think it's a good thing. Yeah. It's good for the organization. You mm-hmm. want the new guys in. Maybe yeah. Craig Anderson as a veteran could show Ugo Pekalukanen. Yeah, but then they start him on opening night, and I'm, I kind of question it. But then I also think, like, oh, it is the Senators. Maybe that's why they, they did something like that. Yeah. You know? I don't know. Maybe. That's good. That's Yeah, I didn't think about that. But Antoine Forsberg is their guy, too. I mean, yeah, that's right. Ottawa Senators. 
Um, I don't know, but I do have a few notes here with goalies, uh, just in general here, uh, for the week, uh, especially what I saw. Um, I do want to switch over here to the Blackhawks. Uh, I showed you, uh, a, it was the Vegas Golden Knights versus the Chicago Blackhawks, that highlight. And I think Chicago played a lot better than I really gave them credit for. I know I was, I literally just said it's been the first week, uh, and the second week of just teams getting together and figuring shit out, but... Uh, they played a lot better. I thought they were going to play like absolute dog shit this season. But this game versus the Las Vegas Golden Knights and Chicago Blackhawks, where they lost one nothing, that was it. And it was a goaltending tandem between uh, Logan Thompson and uh, Alex Stalock was pretty unbelievable to me. I think Alex Stalock really kind of stood on his head for that game. Is yeah, it was so? definitely a good game. I do think this week's episode is going to be a little tough because we're really making judgments and, and bold statements about teams that have mm-hmm. played one or two games. Mm-hmm. And at the end of the day, like right now, the, the Blackhawks still don't have a win. They played really great. Really great. Sorry, they they lost, mm-hmm. you know, a one nothing game. But right. you're right. They did put the young guys in. They battled and they played against. I would argue like a, a fringe playoff team, if not like you know a, a wild card team in that sense. Mm-hmm. And yeah, I think it is good to see. But at the end of the day, like it, it's not going to get the job done, and no, the, no. the team has just sold everything no, away. Right. They, they are the Buffalo Sabres senior, I think. Mm. It's like Weenie Hut Juniors from SpongeBob. Like, I don't know. <laughs> Say that again. We, Weenie Hut Juniors, dude. Oh, the Weenie Hut Juniors. Yeah, remember? Yeah. <laughs> he's got he's got a, he's at like the tough guy bar, and he's like, oh no, you got to go over there. He's like, Weenie Hut Juniors, and then there's like another one next to it that's like even worse. So <laughs> it's like Buffalo and, and Chicago, I think, but. That's what happens when you sell everything away. It's it's worth it, you know. The future is going to come eventually, but this season, uh, it's not going to look so bright. No, not at all. Um, yeah, just one more goal I do want to get down to that I shoot the highest for is the Pittsburgh Penguins versus the Arizona Coyotes and Veg Melka. I still, I'll, I'll die in my small hill uh, that backs up Veg Melka. I think he's a solid goaltender. Stats are just not going to show it, but uh, versus the Pittsburgh Penguins they had this week, man, like. I mean, it didn't look good in the beginning of, uh, literally right in the beginning of the game, minute in, Crosby had that sick-ass goal. But yeah. after that, Fetchmelka really started shutting the shit, shutting that door. You don't Not think true. so? No, they scored three goals in the first period. Yeah, but after And they after, lost 6-2. to two. What I meant to say is, like, he started shutting the door after that. I think he looked really well. The door was not shut. They scored six goals. Yeah, it was, it was, the door was open. It was cracked open a little bit it was a joke. six goals uh, open a little bit as four i would say this this door was open it was it was creepy. the police came by and raided him he got creepy. swatted on twitch it's all right i like i like i do like veg Melka. i'm not arguing with that but the door was open yeah. and he didn't i'm not saying that he didn't play well but he didn't play well there were six goals scored like yep. i mean it's a much better team and i think Sidney crosby is gonna have a hell of a season you saw oh the no look pack pass from jake gensel on that first i think it was the first goal of the game right yeah that, that was unreal. I think Crosby's just going to pop off this season. Um, it's just going to be a great year for the Pittsburgh Penguins. Um, yeah. That's all I really have there. Yep. I, uh, yeah, Penguins look very good. But, again, we we're comparing them with uh, the Arizona Coyotes, so maybe give them a little bit of a team that's closer to their um, their talent, and then we might see what they can do. Yeah, but I, I think when you say a team that's closer to their talent, like they're arguably in the top ten of the league, don't you think? Uh, yeah. Like the top third of the league. Yeah. There's probably yeah. two thirds of the league that's l- like lower than them. Like they're they're one of the good teams. There's the p- teams that are bad. The teams that are in the middle that we're not really sure on. I'd say Pittsburgh is a good team, right? Yeah. 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 So okay, so I would yep, say I top third. For all the old guys. 
Yeah. Getting the job done. Yeah, I just... If if the production doesn't fall off, then who gives a shit with their ages, you know? Yeah, Yeah. right, exactly. Huh. Good thought. Good thought. Yeah, I don't know. That's that's the way question. If, like, you were to put the Pittsburgh Penguins up there, like, uh, like, I love the Pens, but... I don't know. Yeah, as of late, you be th- you think of like Edmonton Oilers, yep. Calgary Flames, keep going. Florida I want to see it. Yeah. Carolina Hurricanes. Wait, wait, okay, okay. You told me Florida's not going to make playoffs, but all right, keep going. Carolina. Oh, I'm not talking about just playoffs. I'm just talking about who who I think the good yeah, teams top are. ten. Okay. You, you know, like usually the top sixteen teams make playoffs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That, okay, just okay. keep going. Florida Panthers. Still yep. that. Carolina oh, Hurricanes. Carolina Hurricanes. Uh, let's see. I'll put Toronto. Toronto's fair. Toronto's, Toronto's fair. fair. Yep, Toronto. Um, New York Rangers. New York Rangers. Uh, Tampa Bay Lightning. Colorado. How much is that? Colorado Avalanche. How many is that? We're at eight. I think Pittsburgh's pretty close to being called. Pittsburgh's pretty close. Yeah, so we'll do Pittsburgh Penguins. And then who else would be? Now the, we're getting into the like the middle part, National I think, right? Predators, maybe? No, I don't think so. I think they're fringe. St. Louis Blues. All Blues. Vegas, LA. They're kind of in the middle. I think it's I think it's Pitt and St. Louis. I don't know. I think that's really it. Like I think those are probably the top ten in the league. Yeah. Well what other teams am I missing here? I'm thinking Carolina, no. California teams, no, they're like right in the middle. Seattle Kraken's not gonna do well. No, yeah, I think, I think I, that's I, it, man. I think that's really I it. I think that's it. Yeah. And that's a pretty decent top ten. But yeah. I do think Pittsburgh slots in there. Yeah, they do slot in there. In my head, in your head, when you think of like top teams, I think Pittsburgh kind of slots down like exactly. Yeah, but I think that's because there's an upper echelon of like the top four that we named: Edmonton, Calgary, Florida, Carolina. Mm-hmm. Arguably, Tampa should be in there ahead of Carolina, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. But there's four. I mean, Colorado too, actually. There's probably five. Let's call it five. Yeah. Edmonton, Calgary, Florida, Tampa Bay, Colorado. Mm-hmm. And then the next five, it's Carolina, New York Rangers, Toronto, St. Louis, Pittsburgh. Right. Maybe, I maybe think Minnesota Wild. They're, they're fringe too. I think they're just so. they're just too young, and it's all it's all about what Bill Guerin has going for them for the future. And they have Mark Andre Fleury as a starter. Like Cam Talbot just left. It's just weird there right now. Like yeah. we we don't really know what they're gonna do. Mm-hmm. But I think those five. You're right. There is the upper echelon. Pittsburgh definitely is not in that upper echelon, but no. they are a top top third of the league team. Yeah. You know. Okay. Yep. Yep. With you on that. If you were to put that in any order, like say the top five that I have on there, what what did I say as top five? Edmonton, Calgary, Florida, Carolina, Toronto. Would you change that at all? Yeah. Colorado and Tampa need to go in. Ca- Carolina, arguably Toronto or Florida can come out. But Colorado, Tampa need to be one and two. Mm. Just, just resume-wise. Edmonton, Calgary are pretty equivalent. And then pick a fifth, Florida, Carolina, and Toronto, you know? I think, like I would almost say, there's a top four upper echelon. I think we're gonna see an insane Carolina Hurricanes team this season. That's my thought. I think they should. I, I really do think they should. They brought in the right veteran presences. I still say that they need a star power like player, mm-hmm. but at the same time, they have told you "fuck you." Like none of that matters okay. because we can dive into that right now. The Hurricanes have gone from 4,500 season ticket holders to 14,000 within the last six years. So over the course of the last six years, in 2016, they finished seventh in the Metro. 2017 was sixth in the Metro. They moved up to fourth in 18, fourth in 19. And then 2020 and 2021, they were first in the Central, which is the COVID season, and first in the Metro. So when you breed that kind of success with a team that's just been talked about how they don't have the guy, 
that really, you know, carries a flag for them. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I think that just being in a dog in the fight is going to grow your fan base in general. Yeah. But also the team is that good that they're finishing, you know, the first in their division for two years in a row. Like, right. That's that's nuts, you mm-hmm. know? Right. And they're making it too, like the past four years, like fourth of the Metro. And if you think about it, they lost in game seven against the Rangers last season, I believe. They took the Bruins to seven. The Bruins uh, got knocked out. Mm-hmm. I think that if they did have that one star guy, that would get them over the hump to make it so that, like, you're knocking the Bruins out in six or five, Mm -hmm. and the Rangers, you'll win that series, and now you're in the cup finals. Like, if they go to the cup finals, I think a lot of this talk about how the team is missing something stops. Yeah. Because they've, like, got to the final dance, and they came that close and fell short. You know what I mean? Yeah, right. But I I think that, like, this year, like, this is the peak for the Carolina Hurricanes, and they need to get over the hump. Not necessarily win a cup, but I think win the conference finals is the goal for them. Yeah. Like a minimum goal for them. Yeah. Yeah. I'm with you on that. Um, no one else, as we were talking, no one else really helped too. I think their involvement with the fans, the whole, uh, what's the thing that they did? The oh yeah. You're a big fan of the storm surge. I yeah. I love the storm surge. Yeah. Yep. But I think the storm surge really helped, man. It, it brought like, uh, not only you bring in hockey, but you also bring in something for the fans, like entertainment wise, like fans are going to go there for, for the game one, and like as a whole fan base to stay after the game and see what the whole team's gonna do. Cause that isn't it after even like a loss, like they all. Oh, no, just I, I think it's only after the wins, after and the it's wins. only at home wins. But um, in if you think about it too, right? If you're finishing seventh and sixth in the Metro, you're not making playoffs in 2016, 17. So like, why are fans gonna give a shit about you if you don't even have a, have a shot at winning a championship, right? Right. But then from there on, you're qualifying every year. Even if you get bounced in the first round, you're making an appearance, and the fans are rabid there. Like I think in general, Carolina, college basketball, and football come to mind for me with the Carolina Panthers. They do have very strong fans, very like a very like strong sense of pride for people that live in the Carolinas to support their team. And I believe where the stadium is is close to the border, so you might even get the draw of the other state coming over to check it out. I could yeah. be entirely wrong there. but um, And I, I just think it's an awesome atmosphere when you go to one of those games. It's in the center of the city for them, and it's it's not exactly like a heartbeat, you know, in the sense of like we're, we're Carolina Hurricanes fans, but like, this is fucking awesome when we're in the playoffs yeah. and when we're good, mm-hmm. you know? I think, and it's a fun team, like you said, with the storm surge. Yeah, yeah. I think the arena has something to do with it, too. I had a coworker, we were just talking about the Tampa Bay Lightning, and he says Amali Arena was just an incredible spot to be in. Like, talking about, he was like, it's a hockey arena. And whereas, like, the, we'll say here, like the TD Garden here, it's a hockey arena, but it's also meant for the Celtics. It's also meant for just other shit going on. Whereas the Mali Arena, it's like it was it was built for like Tampa Lightning hockey. So, like in Boston, like you could sit down and see the dude's head behind you. Oh, in front of you. Sorry, but just because of the way it is. But like Mali Arena, like you're above everything, so you could see everything. Like everywhere you are, it's just nice and everything. So I feel like a nice arena, a nice hockey arena that like you're comfortable going to, and it's going to be a good time. I think helps out a lot. I mean, because I already talked about this at least ten times when we went to the TD Garden. I was just like how uncomfortable I was. How like because of that, I'm like eh, I don't know if I want to go to another fucking Bruins game. That's brutal because I have I have no complaints about the Garden. They did pump in those chairs. I don't remember if you went before or after they changed them, uh, but I, I think that they changed the chairs. Fans complained. They ripped them out and redid it, and they made it so that it was good. I don't see any issue with TD Garden. They've mm. been like in the sense of they're not a hockey arena like. I don't think that's fair. Like, 
I think that they are a hockey arena first and foremost, along with the Celtics. Like yeah. it doesn't have to be mutually exclusive. Like we're a basketball stadium that also has a hockey arena. Like I think they're both like, yeah. I don't look at one being over the other, you know, hmm. interesting. What is kind of cool though, for the Celtics and like other teams in the NBA that do it, their um, court is like X amount of degrees cooler than all the other basketball courts because the rink is underneath there or the coolers are, oh, yeah. are underneath there, yeah. you know? <clears throat> Pretty cool. Is that why they have to like sweep the floor? Is that just no? That, they do that everywhere because of the sweat from the players running oh, up gotcha. and down. And then it's usually, if you notice, like if it's coming into the defensive zone and someone falls on the floor and they bring the ball out and go the other way, while they're down the other half of the court, they come out Sweeping. and get all the sweat out of there, you yeah. know, because oh. someone could come down and slip and really mess oh, themselves shit. up. Yeah, interesting. Yeah. Huh. I thought that was like I thought that was might have been like from the condensation, ice or just like condensation no. yeah. coming up. No, oh, interesting. Well, I learned something new today. But uh, let's circle back to the Sabres, right? You got a couple notes on those guys. Yeah. Uh, we did touch on them earlier, but I think we uh, glanced them over a bit, and I just want to shout out the jersey behind us again. Thank you very much. You're welcome. Um, so, yeah, so Sabres defenseman uh, Matthias Samuelson signed a seven-year, $30 million contract this week. Uh, he spent half of the last season with the Rochester Americans and played 42 games with Buffalo last year with 10 assists. Uh, so they have full faith in this dude. Uh, you had a good breakdown where it was uh, seven, uh, four point, uh, I think it was four point four mil a year for this dude. Uh, for he was top, he was the first line, um, first line defenseman. Yeah, first line defenseman along with Rasmus Dahlin. Yeah. Um, and I think that the way I look at it, right, you lock this guy in for four point two nine mil per year over the next seven years. He's young. I want to say twenty four years old. I could be misspe- misspeaking like that, there, yep. but um. You know, if you think that he's going to be your top pair defenseman and you lock him in at 4.25, look at all the other top pair defensemen around the league. Think about Kale McCarr and his partner, Adam Fox. Like, the numbers that these guys are getting paid, now your top pair defenseman, like, that's going to look like a Brad Marchand-type contract down the line where he's making 6 mil, you know, on contract, but he's top five point production in the league Mm -hmm. since he's been on that deal. Like, it's just going to be dollars per square inch in in that sense, you know? Mm -hmm. Like, you're going to get so much out of him for the dollar amount that you're paying him. Yeah. And this is only his. I think this is going to be his first or second full NHL season. So uh, yeah, good contract for him. Let's let's. Uh, I'm gonna keep an eye out on uh, Samuelson here and see what he can do for the Buffalo Sabers. But uh, to keep on with the Buffalo Sabers here, they now this week they also named Kalik Poso as captain of uh, the Buffalo Sabers, and we have talked before of teams that haven't who still don't have captains. I'll just list them now. Uh, the Winnipeg Jets. Let's go one by one, too. The Jets have recently stripped their captaincy away from, I believe, Mark Shifley. I'm not 100% on that. Uh, could have been Blake Wheeler. But one of those two guys had the captaincy. Yeah. It was stripped. And I, I think with all the the, the rumors and, and where there's smoke, there's fire around this team, mm-hmm. that's why they don't have a captain right now. They don't think they need one. They'll probably do one next year, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Seattle Kraken, um, they still don't have one. Uh, the Philadelphia Flyers, I think, uh, didn't John Tortorella come out and say something? Be like, we're looking for like a team. Um, looking yeah. for a full team. John Tortorella has come out and said a lot of shit so far. So oh, yeah. uh, he he is not pulling any punches. He's pissing this team off intentionally, yeah. I think, to get a little more drive out of them. Yeah. Uh, it kind of makes sense with no captain right now, the way that the team has kind of turned sideways for seemingly no reason. Uh, so hopefully they figure that one out. The Kraken, honestly, an expansion team. It took a while for Vegas to get their captain done. Yeah. I just think that the only real look right now is Mark Giordano, who is probably one foot out the door after the, this season or the next two, mm-hmm. I would say. Yep. So why give a guy like, – no, no, 
a guy like that. I was what I was going to say. Mm. Not like not in that sense, but why give a guy like that the captaincy if he's gone in a couple he's of years? Be gone. Yep. So let's let's build as a team and, and mm. single out a guy that it can be our captain for the future. Right. Yeah. Uh, Flyers. Uh, going to go back to that. They're going to be on my radar this season, especially to see what uh, uh, what John Turrella does to this group. I, I've, I'm still on the Bags fence with the what, shit out of him. Oh my god, man! It's going to be. Oh, There's man. a picture of a player laying on the ice, just dead. <laughs> Tired. Nice nice practice. Thanks, coach. They need it. They fucking yeah. need it after last season. Last two seasons yeah. has been a, just a disgrace. So John Torella is going to hopefully turn these guys around. And there's there's no bullshit Tortorella, too. So I hopefully he can get it done. So the Flyers are for sure going to be on my radar. They did win their first game of the season, which is surprising to me. Mm-hmm. You know who else has surprised me is the Washington Capitals 0-2. A couple of tough losses there to start the season off, but mm-hmm. I digress. We'll, we'll touch on that later. Okay. Uh, we got the Calgary Flames, who also do not have a captain. Was uh, Matthew Kachuk their captain? Yeah, I think and so, he yeah. And he was traded away, so they'll, they'll away, probably so. figure something out. Probably, I would say probably halfway through the season, hoping, I think, for Jonathan Huberto to fill that role. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Arizona Coyotes. Um, uh, yeah, the Tucson Roadrunners. Yep, next team. <laughs> <laughs> the Hanheim Ducks, and that's because Ryan Getzoff retired. Ryan yep. Getzoff was the captain. And I think the way that they're making Zegers the face of the league, what do you think is coming next, man? He's going to be the face of the Anaheim Ducks. Oh, man. Do you think he's too young? I do, and I think he's not very, like, uh, I guess stern is the word I'm looking for. Like, mm-hmm. you hear him all the time talking. He's very casual, laid back, like, the perfect embodiment of a California kid, like surfer dude. He calls everyone dude, like all the time. Like, <laughs> I don't know. I just don't see him getting the most out of the players on the ice, but they're just making him the face of the league. And maybe that's the new NHL. Maybe you don't need a captain that's a hard ass and is on you. But at the same time, then maybe it's cheat day and I'm having Ben and Jerry's at 10 p.m. at night. Like, right. so I don't know. I-, I personally would not want a captain like Zegers because even in my work life, I want a boss that drives me and like pushes me yeah. to, to do yeah. more. And as a captain on a team, like, yeah, I, I would want that fire under my ass too. You know, you don't need specifically a veteran guy, but you do do a guy who's been around for a while that knows what it takes, knows what a, a captain, not necessarily. There have been young captains in the past. I believe Sidney Crosby got the C as the youngest captain. That's in the league, right. And he is just driven different him and Nathan McKinnon too. Nathan McKinnon is Sidney Crosby Jr. in my opinion, but th- mm. those guys, there's like a certain thing in their head that's just like compete, 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 win, be better every day, and like that's who you want to do, captain. Right. Nine times out of ten, mm-hmm. you know. Right. So no, like it can right. happen when they're young, but you're right because you don't. It's usually a learned thing, the thing that Crosby and McKinnon just have built into them. Yeah. It takes a couple of years to figure it out and and have that for yourself, mm-hmm. but. I think we, you can see it in a young guy, but you're right. It, it really is rare. It's rare. rare. Yep. I still think the worst thing a team could do is give that goalie the captaincy. They did. That Van- just shouldn't happen. That's just like a meme, dude. Yeah, Vancouver did Fucking it with the joke. Roberto Luongo. I'm like, how the fuck does that make sense? Yeah, speaking of Liber- Roberto Luongo, I want to touch on too. Uh, Van- Kevin Bieksa signed a one-day contract with the Canucks to retire, which was hilarious. Played 10 seasons with the Canucks. He had a career, 808 games played, 63 goals, 215 assists. Jesus Christ. But <laughs> Roberto Luongo tweets out that it's the second worst contract in franchise history. And, like, this guy is so red hot on Twitter. It is, like, the funniest thing in the world. He's the retired dad that's figured out Twitter. And he's like, oh, my God, I can do whatever the it's hell I so want. so funny, yeah. man. Yep. He's so good at it, too. It's like he comes out of nowhere. Like, you... You almost like forget about him after a while, and he comes in with like a one one liner that you're like, "Holy shit, that's fucking hilarious!" It's almost like a little poke, be like, "Hey, I'm still here, by the yeah, way. I'm a still relevant." Side. Yep. 
So just hilarious. Uh, I want to teach before we go on. Uh, one more retirement happened this week was um, New Jersey's New Jersey Devils Andy Green. Uh, he played 14 seasons. Four, sorry, 14 seasons with the Devils before being traded to the Islanders in 2020. He signed a one-day contract with the Devils to retire with them. He played a career 1,057 games, uh, 52 goals, and 212 assists. Um, from what I read or what I heard, I guess he's going to be working in some for the New Jersey Devils office. Something I don't think it, I don't think it was really. Sh- uh, told what exactly what, but he's going to be in the office with the New Jersey Devils. So great, uh, great guy. Uh, Andy Green was the captain before he left in 2020 for six seasons. Uh, 2014, he got the C after. Oh God, I'm going to blow this after uh, the last captain uh, left. But yep, so big captain, big retirement here. It's good to see he's moving on, and I like to see this. I really do like to see this, where, like, a team actually meant something to, like, to these players. You know, <clears throat> these players could be from, like, from a different country, different state altogether, but they're, like, they built a life with a team, with the city itself, and so it shows a lot where Andy Green, like, a guy like Andy Green could be here for, like, six, what the hell did I say, uh, 14 seasons, and be like, no, this is, this is my home now, and he's like, no, I want to retire here, and I want to work with the uh, New Jersey Devils, you know, uh, organization, so I really like seeing this, I really do. It yeah, says a lot. I think it's awesome to see these guys go into the back office on their own teams because a big part of retirement from pro sports is like, well, what the hell do I do now? This is what I've dedicated my life to since, I don't know, 10 years old is when you really get, I guess, dedicated yeah. when you're that good. Mm-hmm. And now it's like I've dedicated my body, my mind, my life. Every day of the week has been eat, sleep, you know, repeat hockey. hockey. Yep. And what do I do next? So I think a back office transition for all of these guys is like the best thing in the world that, that you could really end up doing because it's basically the happy medium between, you know, professional sports and having a real job because these are very important jobs and you know, who knows it better than the guy who played for the team and was an all-star. I do think that he was a a big presence on the New Jersey devils back in the day. Mm -hmm. I really liked seeing him on the ice, but I hated playing against him. Like, seeing my, my team go up against him like he just he was a great player mm-hmm. at the end of the day um that reminds me as you were just saying that um i just i'm not a i'm not into football i fucking barely know anything about football but uh uh my my co-workers were talking about tom brady one of them hates him by the way uh and i was they were talking about the whole divorce thing i didn't know what the hell was going on but they kind of filled me in i was like you know what as like you're one of the greatest of all time like a quarterback for like the NFL, like your stats really show it. But with that said, again, like what you said with like Andy Green and everything, like this is your life. This was like Tom Brady's life was just like day in, day out, breathe and live football. Like it was routine. Mm-hmm. Like this is what I did. And I like, I guarantee you he got, he retired, went home and was just like, Oh my God, what the fuck do I do? Cause for as long as, I've lived, this is what I've done, and now I don't have anything else, you know? I think there's a whole other side of the story that comes to, like, playing both sides of the fence. I'm announcing my retirement. I'm going, I'm not, like, I'm basically done with this team so I can try to go to that team. There was a lot of weird stuff going on with Brady's retirement. But let's let's put all that aside and just look at it the other way, too. Mm. I think that a guy like him has had many opportunities to ride off into the sunset. He wins a Super Bowl with the Patriots. Last one with Belichick, like it seemed like the last hurrah. Comes back. I believe he did one more year with the Pats. 
I mean, I, I don't keep up with football too much either, but yeah. basically keeps playing, goes to Tampa Bay, wins the Super Bowl, another opportunity to ride off into the sunset, but chooses not to, keeps playing. Keep playing. But, and then you, like, even though he doesn't win at all, you look at the stats and it's like he's still outperforming, like, the majority of the league. He's, like, one of the best to still be doing it. Like, mm-hmm. why stop? If you're still that good, then, like, why stop? Exactly. Like, yeah. there's nothing stopping you, literally, right. you know? I mean, at the end of the day, that sport is one of the most dangerous sports you can play. And maybe, like, you say, hey, it's not worth the risk anymore of me getting cracked and just being, like, you know, messed up for the rest of my life. But he's just driven. He's got that Nathan McKinnon, Sidney Crosby competitor in him. And at the end of the day, like, as bad as it sounds, it's going to cost him his marriage, you know, and his family. Mm -hmm. Like, it's it's tough to see. But Yeah. I I mean, I don't know. I think we're all just so used to routine that once, once the routine's taken away from us, we're like, holy shit like mm. you just lost you know yeah and i think the say i that goes back to craig anderson like 41 can still get it done can still they can still uh be a goaltender at the nhl level at that age so mm-hmm. i'm sure he's just like i'm gonna keep going until they fucking can't yeah you know? so some guys do that too just keep going until they take the skates off me Yarmar yager Damn, yeah he's dude. losing the drive Fuck. though yeah he's losing the drive we'll see we'll be hearing a retirement from him soon that's gonna be uh, that's gonna be insane. I can't wait to do that. Just like how many goals, how many assists, like how long he's been playing in the league. For fuck's sake, kill count, body count. I would, I want to see how many. <laughs> I kind of want to see how many teams he's played for in the NHL. I'm sure he's been all around. Remember he was with Boston for like a year. Dude, that's like the story of Yarmy Yaga. Yes, he has been all around. He's played for like 14 clubs. It only took Boston. It like no one ever brought this up, and then he went to Boston for like a year and. No, it had been brought up quite a bit. The Yaga bombs, the Yaga bombs. Yeah, the team of traveling Yagers that followed him around dressed as him. Oh no, not that. But what? I know. I know. What are you you're talking, talking about the Yaga bombs. You know, you don't know that. What? The, like you know how the Yaga bombs, mm-hmm. like Boston, were just like brought like the shirts and everything of Yaga bombs. The drink alcohol. It's definitely. It was definitely a thing before. Oh, I never noticed. Had that. to be. With a last name like that, it had to be. It dude. had to have been. I don't know. I kind of looked that up. I thought I thought Boston for some reason was the no dude. He had been in the league so long before he came to Boston. You think no one thought of that? Think about how big Jägermeister was in the '90s and early 2000s. Yeah, true. Had to be. Had to be. Yeah, good point. But I digress. Want to move on to something yeah. even crazier? Yeah, these let's digital do it. boards. How yeah, tough look. That? Tough look. Uh, why? You know, if it ain't broke, don't fix it. The NHL says, "Fuck you." <laughs> I don't know, man. I, I don't see the point. Like, you take the time to wrap these boards, make them look nice in person. Like, you're going to tell me that when sta- fans go to the stadium and they're sitting there, those boards are blank. They yeah. still have a fucking ad on them. Like, make these companies pay extra. Your ad is there. Yeah. And it, guess what? It's on TV. You don't need digital boards. Like, they're just trying to grub more money out of these corporations to make up for COVID losses. But, mm. like, if you're going to do it, do it right. And they just didn't. Just it didn't. looks... Terrible. terrible it's it's overlapping with players on the ice it's glitching it's oh it's terrible dude like when, such when a bad it, look when it does work it's not bad it's okay it's at best different yeah. I, one post on reddit i saw was complaining about how when players are transitioning from the defensive zone skating through to the offensive zone the same way my hand on youtube looks like it's got a little motion blur to it the digital boards do not so your mind is like 
your, your brain is sending signals to your body and to the eyes saying like something's fucking off here like yeah. it makes your body feel weird because your brain's like it's almost like motion sickness in a car yeah. where if you're like reading a book while you're driving your brain's like this isn't moving but everything's zooming past me yeah like the digital boards don't have that motion blur and that's like messing with people at home i hear damn and like for them to fix it and add a motion blur to the digital boards entirely defeats the purpose of the digital boards yeah yeah, you're right. Because then you're not seeing it while they're transitioning up and down the ice. So then the people that are paying for those digital boards are like, well, this game was very back and forth, and now I've, got, I've lost X amount of advertisement dollars to have my ad on the board that people aren't even seeing. Like, it's a huge conundrum. Why did they even open Pandora's box with this? I don't know. I, I this also this is also like the first season of doing it. Give it give it time. It's kind of like the Winter Classic too, in a way. Like, uh, remember they brought them back the Winter Classic in 2008 with, like, the Penguins and Sabres? And uh, they they were having if, a lot of difficulties with, like, the ice. Every year they have difficulties with that ice, dude. The Winter Classic sucks. Like, in a, as a hockey standpoint, mm-hmm. that's got to be, like, the worst in the world for these players to play on. Coolest experience ever, but, like, this ice sucks. These points matter. Like, it's getting close to crunch time for if yeah. we're in or out of the playoffs. Yeah. Like, yeah. fuck. Okay. Yep. I, I don't mean that the Winter Classic sucks. Suck. But like, I'm just thought like, the timing and everything and the, the fact ice. that the points matter. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah, I'm with you on that. Like, um, But I, I don't – I wouldn't compare digital boards to the Winter Classic. I would more compare – the closest thing I'd compare them to would be jersey and helmet ads, which people go nuts about for no reason. Yeah, no, that's Because some of them are kind of cool. Yeah. I like the Penguins one on the helmet, the bold. I have no idea what it is, but it just says bold. I think it's an electrical And there's company. something else under, underneath. Yeah, yeah, it's funny. Some of these ads don't mean shit. I do, know what I love, though? Makes me buy Chipotle every time I see it is the Team USA Chipotle ad. That's a great part sponsorship right there. That's advertisement done right yeah, right there. Yeah, because huh? I get Chipotle every time I watch the Olympics <laughs> or the World Juniors. You name it. Who is it? Who's uh, I think it's a uh, Canadian team with the TikTok. Yeah, uh, Toronto Maple Leafs have TikTok on their helmet. TikTok. Oof, classic, classic. Much. I don't know how much TikTok pays. Oh yeah, that's probably going to be the biggest one because they were valued as the most uh, profitable franchise. Yeah, uh, and then they've recently passed the Rangers. I don't know who the Rangers have, but. Uh, yeah, I mean, they got jersey ads, too. I haven't looked too deeply into those, but uh, the Bruins picked some random thing that I had never heard of. I forget what it was. Mm-hmm. There's some company that was basically a business-to-business advertisement, like something that me and you would never purchase for yeah, ourselves. Right. As long as they don't, too, too, don't go too crazy. Like, you see, like, these I, KHL, Swedish leagues. Like, how did, Jesus. Oh, yeah, yeah. Like, soccer jerseys, basically. Oh, yeah. Where, like... It's all ads. Where, like, the soccer jersey, the biggest logo on the jersey isn't the team. It's, like, Fly yeah. Emirates. Like, right. ridiculous. Um, Not how long I thought, like, because I, I never watched soccer at all. And when I went to, when I was in college, I had a bunch of Spanish friends that, like, watched it. And so I remember vividly saying, be like, oh, is that team named the Flying Emirates? I thought that was a plane. And they're just like, dude, that's a logo. Like, that's not their team name. Yeah, yeah. And, like, I can't remember what the team name was, but I was looking for the it. Fly Emirates jerseys. is uh, Arsenal. Arsenal. Yeah, yeah. And Arsenal's not on their jersey. It's not. What the fuck? None of the whatever. teams have their yeah. names on there. I'm it's like, weird. Why? What? So they you just, just hoard themselves walk. out, right? So you're just like a running up and down a field advertisement. That's yeah. exactly what you are. And it's- soccer, the reason that they do that, I think, is because there's no commercial dollars. Because it's 90 minutes, no stop clock play. If it goes into uh, extra time, it's 120 minutes. There's no commercials. No, because the game just runs for two hours straight. Yeah. At that point, but going back to the NHL, how the hell did Dunkin' Donuts not pay for the Bruins partnership? That should have been the team on the that's, jerseys, right? That's the that is or, iconic. Or and the, I think every or the team, helmet too. Every team should have just had like the most iconic thing you can come up with. 
Like California, I don't know where Ron John surfboards are based out of, but like Ron John should have bought either Cali or a Florida team, like stat. You know what I mean? Yeah. Seattle should be Starbucks all day long. Like, yeah, you're right. Um, yeah, you're right. Holy shit! Right? Like Montreal should, should be like a strip club. Summer on there. Vegas should be a casino. Like that'd be fucking cool if they were just like you got to pick like the main thing. You know what I mean? Yeah. Damn. Yeah, fuck. Now you just you blow my mind right now. I Carolina Hurricanes would be like uh, homeowners insurance for all the hurricanes that come through and just rip their houses up. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Okay. Calgary, uh, Calgary Flames would just be like some farm company that just makes mad corn. <laughs> Daryl Sutter's farm. Yeah, yeah. Just like sponsoring the team itself. What do you got? You got to come up with one, dude. I just rattled off a million of them. You got the you got the good ones, man. I don't no know way. There's, there's a million. You do Nashville. You do Dallas. Uh, Who else? Um, Tim Hortons are. are yeah, there you go. Right? That's a good one. Probably I, what I Vancouver? They did one. No, they probably do. They probably do. I, I, Canadian team would definitely imagine. have them. Dunkin' Donuts is the, still the curveball. Kanye West right. should be the one for Chicago. Actually, I was I was misspoke misspeaking there. Kanye West should just be the Chicago or LeBron James. Why? Huh? Why is Kanye West? Because he they, from Chicago. Yeah, I think so. I and I think uh, LeBron is massive in. A, he's actually Ohio. I'm sorry. LeBron should sponsor the Blue Jackets. Yeah, dude, I, I'm I'm trying to think right M- now. Eminem on the Red Wings? No, Ford. You're, you're nailing it. The because uh, they're like yeah, whatever car or, manufacturer. Or GM one. GM for uh, Detroit because they're going to go out of business too. You're nailing me. Just kidding. I think they already moved. By the way, I think they're in Mexico. I think they moved there their you go. plant to Mexico, so it's gone. Fuck! Why? I can't. I honestly can't think of anything at all. You're 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 better at. I was just rattling them off. off. Yeah, yeah, I'm fucking. Going nuts over here. Arizona Coyotes. <laughs> Who do we miss? St. Louis Blues. I don't know. Are Colorado gonna... Avalanche, dude. Just like Denver. Just like a, a ski resort. Or like some uh, some weed. Oh, yes, place. dude. Yeah. yeah. Dispensary. Just some dispensary <laughs> for Colorado Avalanche. Oh, man. Ooh. Toronto Maple Leafs. What are we going to Oh, that, that should be Tim Hortons right there. Yeah. That's New like York Rangers, name. Philadelphia Flyers. Those are a couple good ones that we missed. Uh, yeah. New York Rangers. That, what would be New York's thing, though? Um, you can only think of buildings. Like, what's the actual Broadway show? Ooh, Trump. Broadway. Trump. <laughs> Trump. Trump Towers. Oh, the Trump Towers yeah. sponsors them. Yeah. <laughs> New York Islanders. What would that be? Coffee. Uh, some pizza shop. Yeah. Yeah. Pizza shop's some good. Pizza Philadelphia shop. Flyers. Cheesesteak shop. Oh, cheesesteak. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yep. Washington Capitals. Uh, Trump again. <laughs> <laughs> he gets two teams. <laughs> Just the president. Oh, man. The president of the United States sponsors the team. Oh, we're done. We're done. That's it. Yeah, we went on a fucking <laughs> tangent there. That's funny. <laughs> um, Hire me, NHL. I'll do it right. Yeah, we've 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 already given out free advertisements for the past like ten minutes now. But uh, one of the last things we do want to get to, by the way, is uh, oh, where are you going? Good luck. Let me good luck. It's been a while since he just kind of like left. Like he he will. For our Spotify and Apple listeners, he likes to leave, like, in the middle of just recording. And uh, for the past, like, at least month, I would say, past four recordings we've had, uh, all he does is get up and go to the fridge and get, like, another beer, which is fine. But it's been a while since he's gone up and just left the room entirely. So, all right, so I'm just going to go fuck myself and just, you know, say the last thing I was going to talk about. So the last thing I we were supposed to talk about was Connor McDavid. The man, the myth, the legend himself. 700 points in 488 games. He became the sixth fastest player in NHL history to record 700 career points. 
The only players in NHL history that reached the 700-point mark faster were Wayne Gretzky with 317 games, Mario Lemieux with 363, Peter Stasty 457, Mike Bossy 469, and Jari Curry with the 483 games played to hit that 700-point mark. Uh, un un unbelievable by Connor McDavid. Um, I I was watching him play uh, this week, and I'm just like. Fuck! Like the if he stays on this pace, man, this is like Wayne Gretzky level kind of shit from uh, Connor McDavid. I think the only fact, the only the only reason why Wayne Gretzky came to mind too, I think, is the Oilers logo on his chest too. I was like, God, you could like compare like a young Gretzky to Connor McDavid somewhat. I know that's a fucking that is a fucking hail mary and a half. But yeah, I mean that's definitely the look. Like everybody looks at McDavid and said he's the he's the next Wayne Gretzky, but like. It really goes to show like how much better Gretzky was than the rest of the NHL and the rest of the league. Like, yes, Connor McDavid is the next Wayne Gretzky, but he's not head and like he's not head and shoulders like a giant above the next best guy. Like he's he's much better, but he's very close. Like mm-hmm. Gretzky got seven hundred points in three hundred and seventeen games. That's a hundred and seventy one games faster than McDavid. That's like two NHL seasons. More than two NHL seasons <laughs> yeah. quicker. That that's that's like that's how much better this guy was. Yeah. He was just a different animal, and even Mario Lemieux being second behind that, like he's not for as far off from Gretzky. And I'm sure that they were saying like that's getting the torch passed to Lemieux from Gretzky, right? Mm-hmm. And then the next closest guy is Peter Stasny, who's almost 100 points behind Lemieux. Like mm-hmm. there's a significant gap there. Like, yeah. oh but God, for McDavid to be up there in these numbers, like mm-hmm. he's gonna be something legit. Like I think it's McDavid and McKinnon are going to be the next Ovechkin and Crosby. Ooh. Okay. So McDavid and McKinnon? Yeah, but McKinnon's kind of, like, a little bit older, so it's not the same. Like, Ovi and Sid were the same draft class. Like, that's why it's different, but, like, Sid is, like, the pure goal scorer where Ovi does, like, a little bit of everything else, you know? I think we're we're, we're coming to, like, an age of the NHL and just professional hockey in general where – uh, the talent is fucking through the roof. Like, yeah, because you you saw that weird transition, right? When Gretzky's like the main skill guy, and every team ends up having one of those, and it was just surround him with bruises, protect the shit out of him. Nobody touches that guy. Let him score. And then as time goes on, it becomes our top two lines are really good, the bottom two lines are enforcers, and we have a couple fighters, right? Yeah. And now I'd say like the late two thousands is where you saw like we'll have like one line of enforcers, and then now it was. If anything, there's one fighter on the team. So now the teams are getting that much better and the points are getting distributed that much more. The goaltending's gotten better. There's so many different factors that go into it, but it's just a different game and everyone on the ice has to be able to be the best at all times. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Where it was never like that in a sense. Right. Right. Now it's like... It's the highest quality product that we're getting towards. Yeah. We're almost there. That's insane. Right? We've almost peaked as a society. <laughs> <laughs> Now, I don't. I, does that add or take away from like, uh, uh, what am I trying to say? Like the fun of the game, like the the. What am I trying to say here? Like, uh, it in- takes away an aspect of it. I know what you mean. It's it's one less reason for the average consumer to watch. Yeah. Because you're not going to have that rock'em sock'em robots, the big stage center ice. Drop them all, like, five-on-five, bench-clearing brawls, like, those kind of things. Mm -hmm. And that definitely brought in a crowd. It brought in people. It it gave the league some attention. But now it's like, 
it, you need to be like a hockey purist to really appreciate and be a fan of the sport now, oh, yeah. you know? Yeah. Like, and it's such a fast game. Like, even when I was a kid, my father would try and make me watch hockey. And, like, yeah, I, I watched it, but, like, I couldn't watch, I couldn't see where the puck is half the time because it's under the boards there when it's near side camera. Yeah. You know, you can't see it. Mm-hmm. It happened so fast. And that's 20 years ago. Yeah. Now it's even faster. Yeah. And as a kid, they're probably like, this is insane. Yeah. And, I, and maybe that's what's drawing in more fans because yeah. it's like, that is like such a high skill level now, you right. know. I, I don't know though, you know. But I think you have you have it right. Where just like, I feel like the people who play hockey that know hockey appreciate this more than people who don't know it. I feel like if you brought just a friend who never really watched a game before and brought him like to a game, I don't know if they could sit there and just like. I'd be like, wow, that guy's going fast. But, like, for you as a fan, be like, that guy's going fast as shit compared to, like, any other player I've ever seen. You know, that like, that type of mentality. But, like, it is, like, <clears throat> like that Bruins versus uh, – you, you'll say you'll say it's because it's the same as in toward the end of the end of the season. But I still thought at the, the Buffalo Sabres versus the Bruins game when I went to, it was just like, oh, this is not – like, you – it was just back and forth – like as a, as a goalie as a player, like I I appreciate everything, but I'm sitting there with like a group of people thinking like, oh, this is, there's a couple in front of me that's probably like their first game. Like, what are they thinking? And it's just it's very quiet in the stadium, and it's kind of back and forth. There's like some missed passes. It's just I, I think like, there eh. there was a certain point right before I said like the NHL peaked, like maybe five six years ago, mm-hmm. where scoring was at like an all time low, and that's where I think the game is boring to people where. You pay all this money, you go to the game, and the game ends one nothing. Yeah, like you've watched sixty minutes of action to see one goal get scored, yeah. and it's very back and forth, that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. So I think two factors go into uh, your statement about bringing someone that's never seen a game to a game to see it, right? Yeah. And like understand and appreciate it. Right. One is the live atmosphere of the game. Like if that place is rocking, like they're gonna be like, "This is sick!" This like is best sick. experience of my life. Yeah. The second aspect is the seats that they're in because. You mentioned about the speed of the players. If you're up in the balcony, you're watching them. You don't appreciate how fast they're going. If you're glass side, they're like fucking gone in, in five seconds. Yep. You know, like up and down the ice. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think those are the two things. And then I think the biggest uh, barrier to entry for the NHL in general for fans and players alike is the cost of tickets and the price barrier of equipment yeah. for families to, you know, have your son or daughter play hockey growing up. You have to buy them gear literally every year because of how quickly they grow. And it's it's got to be the most expensive sport along with golf. Right. Like those have to be the two oh, yeah. most expensive. Mm-hmm. Oh, you're right. Yeah, like, I, even ice time, referees, officials, scorekeepers, and that's all after you've made the initial investment of buying gear for your child that they're definitely going to outgrow in the next year. Yeah, I mean that's why you got these players and other organizations helping out with the uh, to give. Yeah, gear it's and help just out. as great as that is. Like. That, that's never going to be enough because you have an entire globe that wants to play this game, right. you know? And it's mm-hmm. like there's 32 organizations that are pushing for it. Like, that's it's just insane. Mm-hmm. It's a, a, the, the grand scale of everything would be right. unreal. Right. It's very expensive. But I feel like as a player, as a especially a goalie, give them something to, like, start off with. And uh, I don't know, just, like, be like, all right, what, what do I need to update now? Like, yeah. just go – Go, go by one one by one but when it, i when i first started playing man it was just like well what i should say when i first had to buy my own shit like i needed an entire new set and i remember doing the math for it if 
fucking work at stop and shop hours. I'm like, right. Jesus Christ. So I was in the same boat because honestly, I started playing because you were playing. Me and you were good friends. I was like, that's really cool. Like, I want to do that. Mm-hmm. The one thing I want to say to new players starting out, like, don't sacrifice your own safety for the price of your equipment because I felt a lot of the stuff that I was facing when, yeah. when I first started playing because I was like, I just want to get out there. I need to save as much money as possible and just be there. Like, yeah. my helmet didn't fit right. My pads would, like, get blown <laughs> into the net when I made a save, but the puck would go to the corner. Like, yeah. just shit gear. I would go home bruised, beaten, sore, like, but I loved it. Mm-hmm. But what I'll say for, like, new players starting up, like, don't do what I did. Just not. Just it's not smart. It. It's, no. it's you got to You got to spring the extra money to your own safety. And honestly, like the most important piece of equipment you wear is your helmet. You need a good helmet you that fits you proper. Go. You don't buy the clearance one. Even like, even like shopping brands. Even if you're a brand slut, you're like, I love like I don't know Reebok. I I only want to wear Reebok gear. But the Reebok helmet isn't made for your head shape or your head size. Like. You need to wear the one that fits you proper and protects you the right way. I, mm-hmm. I got a Vaughn for Christmas for my parents one year, and the thing was, like, made for someone who was, like, the fish. I'm A lot of SpongeBob references. You know, the the flat fish that's bullying yeah. SpongeBob, dude? Yeah. It's made for a dude with a head that was shaped like that. Like, it was like this on me, and, and like, my, my cheekbones were pressing against, like, where the cage started almost. And I was like, I have no peripherals, and any shot that hits me, I'm, like, feeling it on my face. Like, yeah. right here, pressure points. Mm. So I, I knew it wasn't for me from the jump, but it all depends on, like, who you are and, and how it fits you, and that's yeah. important, number one. Yeah. Every, every player, every goalie especially is just different. I always say, like, I, I'll i never make this mistake again. I I bought a pair of pants. This is years ago. It was, like, iTech. That's how fucking long it was ago at uh, on Goalie Monkey. Hmm. <clears throat> online and i got them and they were just massive like too big and it just didn't work for me at all and they were also shit quality as well and i just realized from then on out like i gotta go whether it's pure hockey whether it's goalie monkey and norwood i gotta go there Mm -hmm. even if i don't buy it i need to try it on and to see what works and then just go from there you know Mm -hmm. and so that's what that's the equipment i have now so i'm gonna jump on a little tangent here i'm gonna flame goalie monkey right now i have been a big proponent of going to monkey sports over pure hockey just a personal preference i liked it there i like the guy whack that does all the goalie equipment like very knowledgeable like Mm -hmm. i i just really like going there and it, it wasn't anything against pure hockey i just had a really good experience there my brother doesn't know much about uh about you know hockey and, and things like that but regardless right he buys me a 75 dollar gift card to monkey sports uh i believe it was a hockey monkey gift card right mm-hmm. so i go to the store you were with me yeah. uh to spend the 75 dollar gift card i'm getting my lacrosse stick strung up and they were like oh we can't take that i assumed that I, it kind of seemed like i was like this is a service kind of thing so like you have to you can't use a gift card for it but then I, I think I went to buy something else at the store and they're like, oh, you can't use that in the store. So my brother bought me a gift card for your company that I can't use in your store. Yeah. That doesn't make any sense. He's like, that's sense. an electronic gift card. I was like, all right, that's fair. I'll just buy something online, right? Like mm-hmm. it kind of sucks, but it is what it is. I paid to get my lacrosse stick strung. I left the store. I don't think I bought what I was going to buy or maybe I didn't pay cash. I think I got like tape or some shit. Yeah. But I was like, all right, whatever. I'll go home and spend that. So I go home. I'm shopping online. I fill my card up and... I get an error message that, like, this gift card doesn't work, right? Mm-hmm. And I'm on Goalie Monkey. And I figure it out. I'm like, I wonder if it's because of this. So I go to the Hockey Monkey site, enter the code, and I can buy two of the three items I wanted to buy. The third item is only available on Goalie Monkey. So you can't buy it. I couldn't buy it. So I called them. I was like, this is, like, insane to me. And they're like, 
oh, if you just like submit that order and put a little note and like tag me in it, basically the woman, the woman helped me and got the problem resolved and basically added the goalie monkey item to my hockey monkey cart to cash out. That's way so too complicated. It's way it too complicated. To and at the end of the day, I paid $75 to your company to spend at your store. Yeah. You should let me spend it however the hell I want, wherever the hell I want, right. in store, online, whatever. Hmm. And then, so she added the, that other item. Let's call it like $75 gift card. Let's call it a $35 purchase. Twelve ninety five to ship it to my house. Jesus. But I don't have the option to pick it up at the store because you don't let me spend it at your store. Right. So I have to pay $13 to ship it here which I've now spent $48 of my $75 gift card. Mm-hmm. I now have $27 left to spend, but it's $12 for shipping. So if I want to buy something else, like I have to pay have to fucking pay $12 to get a ship to you. Yeah. It was like the most absurd, ridiculous nonsense I've ever like dealt with in my life. Like it was just the most unprofessional thing I've ever, ever seen. I was like, this is nuts. That needs to be handled. Right. A lot better. There were like four different walls that I walked into that. I was like, this is dumb. This is you know dumb. what I mean? Yeah. Like, for a seventy-five dollar gift card, and that was a tangent that probably no one wanted to hear because, like, I didn't even want to deal with it. I didn't <laughs> want to hear about it either. But like, wow, I, I couldn't believe it. I was still shocked that day. I, I, this was a while ago because I remember going and they're like, "Oh, one of the bar connects are there," and they weren't. I'm like, "Ah." Eh. That store seemed empty, didn't it? It did. Like they had like that's, that's why I four helmets and like three pads. Like nothing. it was weird. Yeah, I usually go that, in there. That store is usually stocked. Pure hockey and. Pure Hockey, the one I go to, is uh, it's actually pretty cool. They have, they actually, I was just in there recently because I had to get my skate shop, and I'm like, why do you have a bigger selection than Goalie Monkey? That doesn't make any sense. But right when I was there, I, I like to go in because they, they have a lot more stuff than Pure Hockey usually. Mm-hmm. And know? they had their own separate facility. Yeah, it was like, I, Goalie Monkey's here. You have yeah. to go in a different door. And they had like a huge full wall of like different like goalie pads that like I used to check out, the gloves, just everything you want. I'm and sure then, COVID had a lot to do with it too. Yeah, maybe. Let's we, keep less inventory here and keep it at the warehouse. Maybe because, yeah, when we were there, I was like, that's my heaven. Like that's like my fucking kid in the candy shop. Mm-hmm. So I was like, oh, I know exactly where I'm going. So I go to the go to the corner. I'm like, where the fuck is everything? <laughs> yeah, like brick and mortar establishments are just struggling, man. It's it's just changing the world. Malls, I mean, just in general. Yeah. Think about like strip malls. When's the last time you went to something in a strip mall? You know what a strip mall is, right? No. So like a mall is like South Shore Plaza, like the big ass mall. Like mm-hmm. everything's there. A strip mall is like, you know where Tennessee Barbecue and Braintree is. Oh, Pearl, yeah, Pearl Plaza, yeah. like yep. that's a, that's a strip mall they call okay, it because yeah. it's just like a strip of stores strip. around the outside. You park there. And oh, gotcha. A yeah. bunch of different things. Mm-hmm. Strip malls like that, dude. Those brick and mortar businesses are like they're all kind of closing up shop. We're gonna be online only, shit like that. Like Amazon's changed it for everyone. Wow, it's nuts. I think COVID changed that so too. Much. That too. We're just talking about uh, last. We've been here for an hour and went on a fucking tangent here. We're just talking about my friend Joe, where uh, he got a job, and uh, in the job interview. Uh, I, I think he said he was going to bring it up, but the job interview itself, they're just like, hey, like, uh, we only need you to come in. We would like for you to work from home a lot and just, like, you don't have to come in, like, twice or three times a month. I'm like, do businesses, like, fucking doing that now? Yeah, it oh, makes sense. I, I think a lot of corporations looked at it and said, like, we don't need to pay all this rent or buy this entire office space building. And, like, why do we need you to drive here to do your job? Right. Like, you can do your job from home. We do figured it. out Zoom. We figured out webcams. Right. We're good. No. And you can work from home. But there is that like camaraderie aspect. Like my company just got back to sales meetings in person today, like this week, since before COVID. It's the first time we've all been in the room together. So I was like, this is awesome. Like I'm really glad to be back. It was cool. And Mm -hmm. it's different. Like I don't want to click the button to raise my hand on Zoom and like, I don't know. It's just different. Like if you're in person, I'd be all day. Like, yeah, I'll raise my hand and ask Mm -hmm. a question. But 
I never mm-hmm. worked from home at all. Um, I wish I could have, man. It'd be sick. Fuck, man. I wish I could have. It'd be yeah. sick, right? Oh, and I, I also think it's a grass is always greener kind of thing because me, like, MK kind of said that to me too when, when I was like, man, I wish I could work from home. She's like, well, maybe you don't. Like, maybe the grass is just, it looks greener. But think about it. If you're 40 hours a week at home and then when you're out of work, you're still at home. Still at home. Right? Like, you're not going. You're going to be like, I got to get the fuck out of this place. But, like, you live there, you know? <laughs> yeah. Right? Like, I don't know. I, I haven't experienced yeah. it. So, at least at work, like, you're out of there. But at home, you're just like, you just shut off the computer. And you're also like, out of the house. Like, I don't know. It's just having two different places there. to be, you know? Right. You break your week up that way, I guess. But I don't know. Give or take. There's a few people who work on the trains where there's a few people that, like, they're happy to be back. There's a few people that fucking hate it. Mm-hmm. Give or take with people. Yeah. Everyone's different. Mm-hmm. But uh, that ends it. That ends uh, episode 89. Uh, one thing I did have, our post-to-post pick for this week. That's right. We should have done it last week uh, after our breakdowns. We forgot. We kind of had a little off-the-rails episode last week, too. Oh, yeah. Uh, we did not decide who was going to win the Stanley Cup this year. Mm-hmm. So what do we think? Um, I want to go with you. For, you, you. You say first. You want me to go first? Yeah. I have jumped on the New York Rangers bandwagon because I don't want to pick the obvious answer of Colorado, Tampa. I think both of those teams have better odds, too. Mm-hmm. But to see, if you think about it right, the last few teams to win the cup have been like not the favorites, but like going into it, like very strong contenders to be the favorite. Like, I think this New York Rangers team is definitely an option. Yep. But I wouldn't say that they're a favorite to win it. You know, like yeah. they do have Igor Shosturkin. Like, he's playing out of his mind. He's one of the best in the league. And I just think the way the team's built, like, if they're healthy come playoff time, I want to see them raise the cup. I think that'd be cool. Mm, okay. All right, well. A little right. bit of a different answer from me. Probably not what you were expecting at all. It wasn't at all what I was, I was expecting. Um, so in my head, I do want to say the Calgary Flames, but uh, I'm going to take that out. I'm going to put the Carolina Hurricanes. Cool. Those are those are kind of interesting picks for us. I kind of expected one of us to take either Colorado or Tampa, but I kind of want it to be oddball with mine this year. Yeah, I think Calgary is going to be fucking incredible, but I don't know what they're going to look like. Shit can happen throughout the season, but I uh, I think the Carolina Hurricanes are going to look fantastic this season. So I get them I get them going up. I like your pick a lot better than mine. I think that my my team is too young to get the job done, but I think it's going to look kind of like a Cinderella story in a sense. Yeah. You know, if they, if they get in and get I'm with through. You. I love watching the Rangers. Love right? them. Like, I, I, I do kind of want to root for them this year. I thought they played really fucking well against the Tampa Bay Lightning. I also set my fantasy team up around them hard. I have like four players from their team. Really? <laughs> I think I have Zibanejad, Shesterkin, Panarin, and maybe one other guy. Like, I usually spread and my I'm guys thoughts. out a lot. Like, I try to have one from each team. <clears throat> but I also think that I noticed last year, like, that kind of weighed me down because at the end of the day, you take one from each team. Guess what you're gonna get? You're gonna get the average of all of the teams, right? Right. So if I'm just like really diving into two or three teams and just taking like these guys are all gonna support each other and like rack up points together. Mm-hmm. You know, if it's a line mate too and they're on the same line and this guy passes that guy, guess what? Instead of three points for a goal and two for an assist, I got five points from one goal. Ooh. You know? Yeah. Right. Interesting. So I kind of went in on that mentality this year. I mean, it's kind of a live or die by one team at the end of the day. You know? It'd be interesting to go go back to our picks at the end of the season and be like, whoa, we were fucking wrong. You yeah, know? I like doing that each year. I like seeing like who was in and who was out for who we had for playoffs, too. Mm-hmm. I always think that's cool to yeah, see. Yeah, right. Yeah, we just talked about it uh, like a month ago, maybe? 
I think we brought up like, oh, who'd you pick to go into the playoffs or Stanley Cup Finals or some shit? And I can't remember what I said, but I still remember being like, holy shit, what the fuck was I thinking? Yeah, you're gonna be saying that a lot. Yep. <laughs> Why Toronto Maple Leafs? No, you just have uh, you know, my picks. Are just yeah, all you, over you the picks place. a while, dude. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Winnipeg second seed in the in the West. It's gonna happen. All right. <laughs> <laughs> so, so, all right. All right so what cheers, do we got buddy. here? A blueberry slam or something? I don't know. Yeah, blueberry slam. Blue raspberry smash. Slurp jello, jello shots. shots. Let's go. Yep. There you go. Cheers, Cheers buddy. Nope. I'm still not used to the fucking jello shots. It's good. I'm like, again, just like last week, I'm like, I expect the liquid and it's not. I'm like, oh my God. I got to fucking swallow yeah, this. Yeah, it's like somewhere in between. And, like, whenever I go to do them, they sit for a second, and then it all comes through. Like, I go to put it up, and then, yep. like, the shot doesn't come down right away, and it's like, <laughs> yeah, yep. all at once. Like, all right, time to swallow this. Um, that's, I like that. What did we do, watermelon last week? Yeah. Watermelon or was okay. One of those two. That, that, I think the Blue Rouse is the best. Yeah, for sure. Oh, yeah. That didn't taste like you just, that didn't taste like anything. That was nice. I have a uh, bright and early 7 a.m. skate tomorrow. I uh, I usually do my Wednesday 6 a.m. I had a league game this week, five three win, empty net goal, not a big deal. We're two and two on the season. What are you guys at? I don't want to talk about. Okay, it. Um, <laughs> is that all you're skating? We're zero and three so far this season. It's not bad. You still got time. Um, is that all you're doing though? Just the team, nothing else. Yeah. Um, actually, so the team, the players that I play with, they they play like fucking five times a week. You wouldn't believe it, but they do. Um, and they actually have a. Thursday night skate at Divine Rink in Dorchester, and most a lot of times they like the knee goalie, so Mark will be like, "Hey, like if oh, you're nice. around." So I think I'm gonna pick that up pretty soon. There you go. Add uh, add some more. I try not to, to be honest. <clears throat> when I first started playing for the Dogs, I used to just be like, "All right, I need to get better." So I'd go on the math lawyer list and I'd play with like B's, C players, like different teams and everything, and. When you go from like that and then play for the dogs as like a D level team, uh, you're all fucked up because uh, what's the word? I'm, what, what am I trying to say? You just as a goalie, you're just messed up because like you, all of a sudden, like the game you had like two nights before, you got used to like C level competition, and now you got to like reset yourself to like D or just like having no defense and. Yeah, I mean, you mentioned that before, but I just think at the end of the day, if you play as a B-level goalie and treat everyone like a B-level player, like, you're going to make the save, aren't you? Yeah, true. That's how I look at it, mm-hmm. at least. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. We'll see. We'll see what happens. Maybe we can turn shit around this season. Yeah, I've actually been pretty tempted into uh, buying one of the uh, microphones so that you can get me set up to... Um, be mic'd up to my buddy Pat that we had on the show. Pat Norton mm-hmm. wants me to be uh, mic'd up for the Tuesday morning pickup. So nice. It's, what do you say? Sixty bucks buy a mic. Some shit like and that. I can borrow your GoPro. Yep. Get yep. it done. We'll set it up like the way I have this. That's nice. That's an easy. Sounds so. good to me. Mm-hmm. So we'll get that going soon, hopefully. In the crease with Chris. <laughs> That's right. I forgot about that. Yep. All right. You want to call us out? Thanks, everyone, for listening. If there's anything you want to see us cover next episode, let us know. Our links are in the description, and we'll see you all next week. Bye, guys. Peace.